What's up? Yo, 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 yo. How's it going, Bird? What's going on, Moisky? All right, brother. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, welcome to Talking Hoops with Moisky and Bird. I am Eric Moisky. I am joined, as always, by Dante Bird. Hey, what's going on, man? We back for another episode of Talking Hoops, man. How everybody doing? All right, so let's get right into it, Bird. Um, we're we're already a week away from the NBA season. Isn't that nice? Man, it's so glad. It's always a good October is such a good time as like a sports fan in general because you right because you got everything. football, baseball, basketball. Well, for me, preferably, and I know probably for you, basketball season. Oh yeah, it's my favorite season, man. So definitely, I, I get excited for preseason. I'm not sure about you. Well. A lot has already happened in uh, preseason, so what are some first impressions from uh, the NBA preseason? Obviously, a lot of exciting rookies, uh, new new faces mm-hmm. and new places, all sorts of that. of that. Man, lots of great things going on in the NBA. Like you said, you just highlighted the young players, um, all the moving pieces that we had going on as well, too. Um, but for me, a couple a couple spotlights for me um, this preseason. I did want to highlight. I want to I start off with our young players. Zion definitely showed out. You know, uh, you know, I don't like really making put putting a lot into the preseason, but you know, averaging twenty two, seven rebounds a game. You know, and what I, you know, what we spoke about earlier off air, um, you know, he does it without having the basketball in his hand. Yeah, that's you know, a lot so, of people have kind of been. I told you comparing him to Ben Simmons or Giannis to where oh he's he's just gonna they're just gonna clog the lane. He can't shoot. He's not a primary ball handler. He's going to be slashing without the ball in his hands. Offensive and, rebounds, yeah. defensive rebounds, and go. And you know, not and you bringing out that he's not a primary ball handler. He can. He can handle the handle ball, the though. ball. You know, I saw I saw some good ball handling skills. I saw a couple of nice passes as well too. Yeah. You know, so it definitely looks like what Zion is doing in the season will definitely translate over to the league. But he definitely impressed me. Is he your early pick for rookie of the year? Would you say he's going to take that home? Oh, I wouldn't say early pick. I mean, well, obviously, you know, with him being the number one pick and the force that he's been so far in preseason, um, he and, you know, he had a game against, you know, your favorite, the Utah Jazz. You know, he had a couple body-to-body contacts with Gobert. You, know, you, you know, go right against the Stifle Tower. That's no joke. Right, exactly. But, you know, there's another rookie, you know, down – down in down in South Beach, I'm impressive as well too, Ooh, especially in preseason. Mr. Mr. Harrow, Tally Hero, you know, Kentucky's own Tally Hero. Yeah, definitely. You know, what he started off five for five, fifteen, the first fifteen points for Miami last night. It was night. four for four, five for five. You yeah. know, not just the outstanding shooting he has, he has size, um, yeah, a nice six, playmaking six. ability is as well too, and his confidence as well. I like his confidence out there on, on the basketball court. You know, it kind of reminds me of a, you know, a younger Clay Thompson, Devin Booker yeah, type player. Easy. But I think Devin Booker's a very good, sort of, somewhat unheralded out of Kentucky. You know, right? right. Yeah. Obviously, he was a high, highly recruited. About the same size. But, I think they're both right, about six six. Didn't really light up or put up the sort of numbers or highlights in college that like Zion did. Mm. But he's going to be a very solid pro, and just like Devin Booker is going to be a very good scorer, Tyler Hero. Could be a very good scorer down there in Miami, next to Jimmy Butler too. So the, he needs Jimmy Butler needs some help, and I think Tyler Harrow could give him some help. Yeah, definitely. Also, this preseason for me, it wasn't just you know the young rook showing out a little bit. You know, Steph, uh, Steph dropped a forty-four game in three quarters. Tried to this open preseason. up that new arena right with about what that was like a forty-five footer with that yeah, first definitely shot. Yeah, it was an air ball, <laughs> but you know I heard a quote from D'Angelo Russell um, saying that Steph told him he said, "Hey." Uh, the, as soon as I get it, I'm shooting this thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Steph exactly did it. And if he would have made it, it would have been the most legendary shot ever. And right. we would, we'd probably, you'd see highlights of it for a long time. So, Definitely. 
Yeah, when duh. you're Steph Curry, you can shoot that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, not just that forty point game, um, just you know the shooting touch and uh, his intensity is there. You know, his, his legs are under him as well too. You know, so I'm excited this this season for Steph. Where do you see him finishing in MVP voting when it's all said and done? Top five, maybe even top, top three as well. That's too. what I, I think a top three year from him. Not, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, is the MVP by the end of the next season. Oh, certainly not. No, no, especially with the type of season that, that they're going to have starting off, you know, without Clay and, you know, finding different roles for different guys for the pieces that they do have. Uh, but definitely, I, you know, I don't really, you know, it's a, you know, because you still got Giannis. He's the reigning, you know, he's going to come in and make some noise. LeBron, of course, he's rejuvenated. That's that's the my sneaky pick right now is LeBron had five months off, so mm-hmm. just remember that. Joel Embiid is a name to think about as well too, as far as MVP consider Ben Simmons. If you if he, Ben Simmons made a three, so anything's yeah. possible now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Simmons. You know, if Ben Simmons can make it three a game, then definitely you know just as far as his own individual game, individual game would just be you know so much advanced with that three point three point shot. He'll be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really like how the Warriors are looking so far. Um, I don't think Steph's necessarily going to have to go for 40 every game, no. but he's going to have to go for him and D'Lo are going to have to put up some points because they don't have a lot of depth behind that starting lineup. They're going to be l- relying on Steph, D'Angelo, Clay, when and if he comes back, Draymond and mm-hmm. Willie Cauley-Stein, and there isn't much behind that. You know, that's Steph and D'Lo uh, backcourt. It's very interesting, but, you know, I'll touch on that a little bit later, though. Yeah. Um, I th- Just with our, our own Pistons played uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and we got a little closer look at Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Luka Doncic. It's going to be I, – I really like that duo. Um, I think KP's still coming back from that injury, obviously. They say mm-hmm. it takes you two full years of playing to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luka – he's so good you know i was high on him last year and thought he should have been an all-star right um he 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 can only go out he averaged what 27 and 6 in preseason or well i mean last season 20.77 rebounds six assists porzingis no luca he averaged 27 points. 20, I think it was 20, 20 points. 20 points, seven, about seven yeah, assists. Yeah, that's like what I was saying. Not, okay. not 27 points. I'm so. sorry. Whew. He oh. definitely should have been an all-star if he was averaging 27 <laughs> points. MVP consideration at right. that point. Um, I think, he, you know, if those numbers bump up a little, I think the, sco- the scoring will bump up a little, maybe to about, you know, 23, 24, hopefully. Hmm. And you're, if the assists and rebounds stay the same, even, even if he – stays the exact same numbers, I think Dallas is going to be a lot better off having Chris Apps Porzingis next to Luka Doncic. And, yeah, they're going to be it, – it's on, they're only going to get better throughout the year because mm-hmm. Porzingis is only going to get healthier. Right. I mean, I, I, I like what Dallas is doing. Um, I have I had an opportunity to see them play this uh, preseason. Uh, being home, being from Detroit, I was able to go catch the preseason game. Uh, number one, I got a lot of cool signatures. Um, from a couple of Piston Humble players. Humble flex there. <laughs> yeah, you know, D-Rose, Joe Johnson, just to name a few. So it was pretty it was pretty fun. Um, but I was able to see Prozingis and Donich um, for the first time. It was their first game together, actually. Um, and they and they did exactly what you said. You know, they look good. Prozingis hit a couple threes, Donich as well with his playmaking. But I do, do want to say, uh, again, you know, I do like what they're doing. Uh, I, feel, I, I think Mark Cuban and – it's going to have to be smart about the pieces that he puts around Porzingis and Donich, you know. 
Porzingis, he was averaging 25 a game. Luka coming off a 20-point season. Um, you you may want to see that progress in Luka's scoring, but the main thing that I do want to see from Luka is, you know, number one, the growth and turning that IQ into developing the wins. Uh, like you said, if he, you know, just stays at 20 points per game, which I don't really I don't really see a high-scoring ceiling for Luka. I see more of a IQ and passing ceiling and, you know, being a winner in this league type of ceiling, not, you know, points per game in my opinion. You know, I think that's what they brought Porzingis in for, to kind of be that anger towards putting that putting the, putting the bucket in the hole. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the defense from Luka is, will set him apart from – you know, just definitely kind of, improving on defense. Yeah, will, that's will help him a lot. That's the biggest thing: being able to guard multiple positions, being able to, you know, withstand uh, the rigors of an NBA season. You know, he kind of he had he picked up with some of those little nagging injuries that rookies do end up picking up because they're not just used to the physicality of the NBA. So right. I think you know, again, even with Porzingis too, he's a guy that. He, we knew when he came into the league, he was going to need to beef up. I've seen he's he's got some he's got some guns on him now. That you know, it's Giannis seems to every season when he shows up for training camp is you know ripped you know ripped to shreds. But you know when yeah. you get when you get running up and down the court, you slim down a little. But I think yeah, I think they'll be they'll be strong. Not maybe playoff contention this year, but I think we'll see a lot of good things from Dallas. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Um, so there are some guys that are coming up for contract extensions already. Um, I'm not sure when the deadline for like the rookie, uh, rookie scale extensions and then veterans extensions are, but, um, let's look at some young guys first. Uh, one, one of the guys that, uh, Jalen Brown, he's asking for a max extension right now <laughs> in Boston. And that's just, I mean, it, it I think we kind of said it's just a situation where he can ask for it, but I don't really think he's going to get it. You know, whenever Perfer first came out, there were it was a lot of people I followed on Twitter really dragging him um, about just that that very young thought. I mean, listen, you know, Jalen Brown is a very nice player. Is he a Mac Max extension type player? I don't think so. Um, does he have the potential to still be? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, this this season will be a ultimate um, test for that. Um, do I believe that Boston should give? Jalen Brown, the Max deal, I'm not sure because, you know, Jay, uh, Gordon Hayward has a player option. Um, they still need to address um, their big man situation. Maybe need to put, you know, some money towards that. Um, they just picked up Jason Tatum's $9 million option for next year. Um, it's gonna, and they just paid, you know, Kimber Walker as well too. So it's going to be very interesting as far as, you know, what uh, Jalen Brown decides to do um, this upcoming free agency, you know, as far as, you know, how, how he wants uh, to, you know uh, – deal with the negotiations yeah Jalen Brown's uh just for a little reference his numbers last year 13 points uh four rebounds and an assist yeah that doesn't really say max player and even even, even on a championship style team that doesn't right. scream max player you know right and even in an NBA where you know guys like Andre Drummond get max contracts it's like well you can clearly see with Andre's production no, you yeah, you can kind of debate whether or not he's worth the max and all that. But at but the time, his, he felt the need situ- for the max yes, contract. Yes, exactly. In at his situation, time. it was clear, yes, Detroit needs to pay him the max right. contract. I don't think Boston needs to do that with Jalen Brown. They already no, they have Marcus Smart. They just picked up Kemba Walker already. Um, they did some moves in the offseason um, with the draft. 
Right. Drafted Romeo Lang- uh, Langford yeah. out of Indiana. He's Carson, a shooting guard. Right. Um, Gordon Hayward can play the two and has a bigger contract already. And you said he has that Marcus option. Smart has, Marcus Smart has been paid already as well, too. Right, yeah. I, th- I don't know if he has one or two years left on his deal. but He has like three. Um, It's a much friendlier deal than it would be a Max right, Jalen Brown. Yeah, exactly. Um, Not saying that, you know, Marcus Smart or Romeo Langford – or, you know, at this current moment, Gordon Hayward is the player that Jalen Brown has the potential to be. Right. But, you know, you know, just I believe, you know, in the NBA, you know, a couple of things, just because you have the money to give on potential don't mean that you should. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that's on a promising team, Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Buddy. I really like but I like Sacramento kind of as a whole. Um, their Instagram game is on point. If you don't follow the Kings Instagram, they are a very good follow on Instagram. Um, but yeah, Buddy he did. He's just there were questions coming into the league. Could he, you know, be this sort of shooter scorer type? That you no, know, he, he was, was having in comparisons to like Ray Allen. You know, you know, just like but how they treated in, Ben McElmore, you know, the, for yeah. the athleticism and stuff like that and mm-hmm. the defensive potential. You know, he was compared to Ray Allen. You know, they kind of gave Buddy Hill. That's not, those, so, those not what he is. He's, he's still a solid shooter. And I think not he's not going to be that max guy, I don't think. But in terms of getting – You can get a Draymond contract. You can get 80 yeah, mil. Yeah, yeah. Like that sort 80 of – 80 or 90 mil. A mid, you know – Kind of, I say a mid max, I guess. Not, yeah. and he's not necessarily going to get the max, but he's going to be a guy that's taken care of. And especially, I, I see the fit in Sacramento. It seems like he gets along with De'Aaron Fox. It seems like you know, it's very seems like promising. They, yeah, it seems very like they promising. have a good group of guys together that they sort of want to keep together. Well, they got some good savvy vets: uh, Corey Joseph, Trevor yeah. Reza, Dwayne Dedman, really. Nice savvy vest to fit around yeah, the that young Dwayne guys. Dedman signing. That, I think that's a another like that. sneaky good signing. A, a, a seven foot shooter. I like that. Do you think Sacra- Sacramento a playoff team right now? Just no, no other caveats. Are they are they making the playoffs? I don't need a seed or anything. I want them to just because they were at the curve of making the playoffs this past season. You know, but it's a lot of good teams in the West, especially towards you know. That, that bottom, because you know this upcoming end, season yeah. we're gonna, you know the the both uh, the both LA teams, um, right? That's a given. They're that's a given. Denver, uh, Denver, of course. Um, you know I U- love Utah. Utah makes some noise. Houston is gonna make some noise. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland, right, um, is gonna make some noise as that's well too. Six teams right there. That's six teams right there. You so got that, two spots between, and you still haven't mentioned Minnesota or Minnesota, Oklahoma City, um, New Orleans, uh, yeah. Sacramento. Yeah, um, they're all the teams. Did you even say Golden State? Golden State as well too. <laughs> Golden State. So it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I mean, I I believe they have the squad to do it, um, but it's gonna take a little bit on Luke Ward to kind of put it all together. Yeah, the way I coach. Um, what's another guy? So let's look. So for me, I like um another player who's entering um his his contract. Your Fred Van Fleet. Ooh, um, yes. Who had a really good finals last year, um, and and you know, in my opinion, on a couple teams in this league. He can be a starting point guard um, as well, too. So it's going to be interesting. You know, you know, Toronto also, you know, gave Kyle Lowry another $31 million um, contract extension for next year. Um, so he's in the books for next year. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Fred Van Fleet. You know, do they give him, you know, do Toronto pay him, you know, as the point guard of the future and kind of, you know, move Kyle Lowry next season or in the middle of this season? Or just Fred Van Fleet kind of, you know, figure out stuff on his own and find a new team. 
It's going to be interesting. Yeah, he's 25 years old. Um, so that's I I would say he's kind of in between that. Do you pay him to be the point guard of the future, or do you say now we're going to stick with Kyle Lowry for his last couple years and you know move on then when he's fully retired? Um, based on what, especially you mentioned his performance in the playoffs, mm-hmm. he hit some clutch shots, some really big shots, some really clutch really shots. Big shots. Um, but you said in Toronto, I don't know if Toronto, what you said, you, what you want to happen and what actually will happen are probably two different things. Um, I would want him to probably stay in Toronto and, you know, be the point guard of the future there, but I don't think Toronto will want to pay him, especially with paying Kyle Lowry and, you know, Pascal Siakam is another guy that they're yeah. going to have to pay after gotta, this season. they got to pay him as well, too. And Marcus All is on the books as well. Right. So that's another player um, to think about. Siakam may be one of those guys that, is he worth a max deal? Maybe not, but with where he's at right now, do you want your franchise to go into complete rebuild mode or maybe have this promising player um, on a max contract that you could get somebody to come play with him? Maybe. But you're still in Toronto. It's tough. And another player as well too is our very own, you know, Andre Drummond. You know, he's yeah. entering a contract year. Um, there's been some reports there that a lot of teams, you know, aren't that interested in Andre. You know, so and they said, you know, Detroit has the highest possibility to give him the max and right. He bring can get the most money here. Obviously, the the cap and the way you know that set up is to encourage teams to keep players that they've drafted and acquired. Right. Right, right, definitely. But, you know, the the question is, is that are we going to keep him? You know, Reggie's under contract as well, too. So, you know, the Detroit Pistons have a lot of things to figure out, you know, uh, at the middle of the season, you know, right now right. as well, too, and towards the end, you know, as far as, you know, what you do with your point guard situation and, you know, whether if you're going to give the uh, uh, the money that Drummond is expecting, you know, you know, he hasn't developed, you know, his, his – uh, his his outside shooting yet, you know, free throw has gotten better. Also, his scoring ability down low as well too, you know. But you know, these days, you know, you need a a big a a, a shooter for a big man. You know, the Brook Lopez of the world and Marcus All of the world. Left, not necessarily, uh, gonna be you know take like Joel Embiid or you know Carl Anthony Towns right. taking four or five threes a game. But if you're left open at the top of the key or in the corner, you better be able to take that and make it. And at, confidence, yeah. Yeah. And clutch moments as well, too. Um, Or at least hit rim to give us opportunity to get the rebound. Right, you right. Know, make it a good shot, basically. Yeah. You know? um, and again, I'm not saying Andre Drummond should out be out here shooting six threes a game. No. I, I don't even think he should shoot one three a game. It should be. Is, if, is, he, worth a, is he worth a max contract, in your opinion? I think in Detroit right now, yes. Oh, goodness. Um, it d- it doesn't make me happy to say that, but <laughs> it, it was it was kind of like we were saying with our our, our Pistons. Um, we need a Giannis. We need a Kawhi. We need mm-hmm. Se- we need Sekou Dumbia. We need him to turn out to be somebody that is a transcendent player. Right. Um, and that's not you know an indictment of. The pist- I, it, maybe it is a little indictment of the Pistons that we're not going to have a LeBron James level free agent come to us when we're a garbage team. Right. We're not the Los Angeles Lakers. It's not like, you know, we're not going to have LA in our corner all the time. Um, 
But if we have this transcendent talent that's on a rookie contract, then that's when, oh, so-and-so's coming up for a you know, contract as a free agent. Oh, maybe he'll come here and want to play with this person that it's and that's what you have to do as a mid market mm-hmm. team. So I think right now with Andre and the group they have and Blake and all of them, I think it's better to keep that core together and keep it as you have that chemistry and have that sort of mentality so that if a Seku Dumbia does turn out to be a Kawhi Leonard or, you know, Luke Kennard turns out to be some sort of, you know, proficient scorer in this league. So yeah. I th- I think there's potential there. And I think, yeah, you do have to, the thing is you don't want to see Andre Drummond go somewhere else and be successful on a max contract when you could have given him that max contract. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, with this upcoming NBA season, when all the, you know, uh, uh, touted rookies, um, all the movements that's going on. You know, what's the things that that are you you are really excited for coming up? Um, I said the the Pelicans really. The, they're one of my thing, one of my teams that I'm really watching out for. Um, mm-hmm. you said I think my favorite thing was when Zion was talking about JJ Reddick's playoff streak right. and how, how I've seen that how it's Zion's responsibility to uh, extend it. And I'm I'll definitely that's one thing I'll be pulling for him. I. I sort of come to like JJ Redick as this savvy vet on a team that just yeah, makes the playoffs. Thirteen years in the league. Yeah, no. yeah. Shooter. Me, Duke. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'll root for them. Um, and then Orlando. I really like what Orlando's doing. Orlando. Because, okay. Because Markel Fultz is gonna be you know, I, I, having you know, I do his rookie say, season. Don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to say I did not expect Orlando to make the playoffs last season. No, neither. I don't think anybody did. The seventh seed at that too. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. Even and, in a week Easter conference, I didn't see Orlando. And so Orlando. with that, you're saying it's essentially Markel Fultz's rookie season if he's fully healthy and mm-hmm. fixed like he's supposed to be. I've seen him in, in you know a couple games. He he's looked comfortable. Yes, you know, that's the thing. He it looks look, like he's playing it basketball. It looks like a again. player who's yes, comfortable playing the game of basketball again. When he stepped on the court in you know in Philly and even a couple games in Orlando when he has he actually played a regular season game in Orlando yet? I don't think he has. Like in Orlando? Like when he When he played for Philly? No, I meant like after he got traded. I don't think he's played since he got traded. No, no. Okay, yeah, so, uh-huh. Preseason but, was his first action. Yeah, regardless, he hasn't looked comfortable or any sort of competent on a basketball court. And when we saw him, I when I saw him playing against the Pistons, it's like, oh, okay, he can he can play basketball. Had a nice little spin move Yeah, off D-Rose. Yeah. The, the jump shot doesn't look like he's second guessing every single right. every single mechanic like and that's that was the thing his jump shot looked so broken mm-hmm. and it was like people were like he's done he's it's anthony bennett it's you know greg odin it's all of those combined where he's hurt and he can't play another young point guard to watch out for is you know you, uh you said you mentioned the pelicans he is lazo ball you know, him having this fresh opportunity. Prove. A lot to prove. Yeah, definitely. Him having this fresh opportunity in New Orleans. Uh, around, you know, a team that I think definitely fits his style more. You know, if you kind of get Drew this. Drew Holiday's one. a good, you know. Uh, combo guard. You know, yep. he can he can, he can can handle the ball. He can set you up. You know, he can be set up. 
Um, he really has a scorer mentality. Lonzo's have, stroke, his shooting stroke looks a lot better. A lot, it's not completely changed, but it just looks. No, he definitely tweaked the mechanics a little yeah. bit. Uh, make it a bit more, you know, reliable off. Yeah, um, I just, believe just, just a bit a, off more the art smooth perspective yeah. of it. Uh, but you know, I, I I'm really excited to see Lonzo. I, you know, I'm not worried about you know the points per game. I'm not worried about the stats. I'm really just worried about you know him and his IQ. You know, has that developed? You know, you know, playing with LeBron and you know being in that LA, playing in that LA environment. You know, that got that 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 has to be able to rub off on him. You know, for him to take over to New Orleans with a whole new, different set of confidence. Definitely. Um, there's a sort of situation that is a little more. It's sort of outside basketball, mm-hmm. but it's it's uh, it's been brought inside basketball, and I think we we need to talk about it a little. It's the situation with Daryl Morey in China. Um, LeBron just spoke about it today, and I think it, we were saying. Le- the words that LeBron used might have been a little imperfect, but basically what LeBron was saying was, dude, we were over in China when you tweeted that out, and we were sort of at the mercy of what the Chinese government is going to want to do with us. Mm-hmm. Could you have had, you maybe should have had a little more, you know, not. Think about somebody other than yourself, not saying Daryl Morey is, you know, selfish or just, you know, only thinking about himself. But, he, you know, he might have t- tweeted it out just saying, oh, it, it the moment struck him. But that's when when you're a GM of a professional basketball team, you need to have a little more thought into your tweet than seven words and send. Right. Because, you know, if anybody in in Houston Rockets PR had seen that mm-hmm. they would have been like if yo yo it, take that down take it, that down well and if <laughs> if well they, not do they not have PR I mean see they probably do I'm thinking Daryl Morey just sent this tweet out from his phone you know I mean cuz Daryl Morey is the president yeah, yeah, of basketball observation or he's it's, the GM he's the general manager he's the yeah. general manager okay the general manager does not have PR relations well, to I'm kind saying, of help but him do out they, with. But does PR necessarily have control over his Twitter? And is he being? I thought that's what PR was for, though. But not, I'm saying, is it is is it an official? You know, was it set up by the Rockets? If that's the case, then yes. But I'm saying, if mm. this is just Daryl Morey's Twitter account I mean, that he set up from from the press conference of Adam Silver, number one, you know, he wasn't taking sides. For what it seemed like, right. in my nobody's opinion, but it seemed like he was on Daryl Morey's side. Right. More than nobody's else. nobody's saying what Daryl Morey said is was it actually wrong, wrong or out of line. Because from the moral from the moral standard of it, you know, he's showing empathy to what's happening to, to people who are people that's just like me and you. Free. They yeah, people just free. like me and you. You know, yeah. unperfect people just like me and you. He's, sh- he's showing his empathy towards you know that situation. Um, and I don't even know, you know, Daryl Morey's politics or where he stands with that. But I don't even believe, you know, he was speaking from a politics standpoint of it. Right. You no, know, he was just, you know, I think he was just, you know, basically speaking off empathy. But, you know, I believe that, you know, there's other points to be made, too, as far as, you know, there's, you know, a right place and the right time, you know, to say things. And, you know, I believe that that tweet wasn't, you know, a right place to say that, you know, even at the right time as well, too. You know, you have your team is over in China currently playing. Um, other NBA teams are going to be in China in the next few days or so. You know, why would you as because you represent the NBA as a whole? You know, right. that's like that's that's the thing is Daryl Morey in the position he is regardless 
because like you're it's not Adam Silver, position. but well, you you have a prominent position in the right, league. So your autumn, your Twitter is automatically a representation of mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets. Whether that's right, wrong, or sideways, that's a whole different discussion to have. If you know what people tweet out and say should be a representative of what their company is or something, but the reality is when you see Daryl Morey tweeted out something in support of Hong Kong. That's your you know who Daryl Morey is. That's why that's why it's a story because because if you or I tweet it, you know, yeah, we have this podcast, but we're nobody. Nobody is gonna care if we tweet out, out something in support of Hong Kong. Hong, Hong Kong, yeah. But especially, I'm sure Daryl Morey has in his Daryl Morey Twitter, has influence. Well, and he probably you know, has in his Twitter he has, bio he has a position that he's of the power, GM of the Rockets, the Houston Rockets. Yeah. So he's wearing that on his sleeve and representing the Rockets in. So in tweeting that out, especially it, it's almost ironic that the that the GM of the Rockets is the one that tweeted this out because they have such a close relationship with China. Mm-hmm. When the NBA started doing like all the alternate jerseys and stuff, one of the first ones was the Rockets with the Chinese the lettering. Chinese lettering. They've yeah. had you know Yao Ming. He's the president of the Chinese Basketball Federation. Right. So there's connections that again kind of what lebron was pointing out really daryl morey you're not more sensitive to this topic than to tweet this out right now you're so connected and you don't have anybody there was nobody to say and that's what i think lebron meant by misinformed where nobody was there to say hey daryl we got two teams over in china right now that could create a you know, a little bit of a hairy situation for them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's sort of what people are saying is not necessarily he was wrong. I, and I mean, there are people who are, Oh, shut up and dribble. You know, they're so, hip, you know, hypocritical and all that. And right. I don't, I don't think it's that far. You know, LeBron, we, we put as a society, when I say we, we as a society put these athletes on a pedestal, sort of, we give them these platforms to speak their minds because just with how famous they are and if that they want to express themselves that's their right right um if the as and especially you know it's not like i i don't think lebron's not calling for violence or anything it's not like he's no i don't he's he's being malicious or anything in his speaking he's just speaking his mind and if you're gonna get upset about somebody speaking their mind then i don't think there's a lot we can and, do to and help in my you. opinion like you know don't you think you know china is kind of already fed up with the nba and you know the basketball association in general i mean look what happened with uh the ball brother situation you know and all right that mu- right and, they, all, and all the stuff that i mean even though you know jello ball is not in the nba you know he's still the part that of the was bat. a whole big situation where it's a whole big situation two two different kind of cultures clash it's like oh well they they got arrested for stealing still i mean even though it's totally two different situations right and and, in china's aspect right but they're like hey this is a serious crime over here that you just committed um people go to you know jail for stuff like that years right and again socks in china whether that's right wrong or sideways that's the law over there and so you're going over there as a you know, as a college kid, and then you're going to break the law, it's, you're at their mercy. I don't know, dude. It's, I just, I just honestly feel like, you know, for Daryl Morey, 
Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of signing on LeBron a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of was, you know, I don't believe. Uh, don't call me. I don't believe LeBron said that he was selfish. But I no, I, I don't believe, think LeBron was saying that he was selfish. I do believe that was a selfish act. You know, yes, for you to express, you know, quote unquote, your freedom of speech. Um, towards a situation that, you know, you don't quite frankly have anything to do with, you know, nor does our country as well either. You know, for so for you to show your stance on that publicly with the position power that you have, you know, I felt like was kind of, you know, it, it wasn't called for. You know, I'm sorry. I, I don't even want to say selfish. It, it just wasn't called for in my right. opinion. Right. You- even, even if he didn't know the repercussions that, you know, that, that, that had to be faced for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still believe that, you know, those type of things that you keep behind closed doors. Um, and right. you try to, even if you want to try to use your platform to make a difference, you know, try to, you know, do things behind closed doors sometimes because some, some things don't need to be stated publicly. Definitely. And you said, you know, showing empathy. Um, he, he was showing empathy for the people of Hong Kong. Show empathy for the players in the league that are over there in China right now playing a preseason game who you might. And that's, I think it's, that's what people are saying where you said he could have waited. It could have waited a couple of days. It was a bad, bad timing. Not that Daryl Morey shouldn't have said anything. Not that Daryl Morey shouldn't have an opinion on China. It's just hey, it should be a bit, a little better timing. Right. No, no, definitely. Yeah. It's just all about timing with some things and, that wasn't a really good time for Daryl Morey. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it for this episode of Talking Hoops with Moisky and Bird. Uh, we'll hope to be back for you. Said next week. We will be back. Next week, we got the, we'll have games to talk about. Actual games. Actual not preseason games, action. Actual not preseason. Games. We'll be back. <laughs>